Welcome back, everybody, to Tip It Out Golf Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Ben Foltz, doing fantastic. I spent all day watching golf. Absolutely loved every minute of it. This is Mac Belovich over here. Mac, say hi. How's it going? I'm deep in the woods with the GMAT prep right now, so I'm a little frazzled, but this can be a great, great episode. Every minute you've spent studying, you've spent equal amount of time thinking about the simulator. I know. Oh, absolutely. It's a very, it's a very sad life, but it's okay. It will come to an end soon. <laughs> Down here we got, uh, we got Evan Farrar. Evan Farrar, how you doing? What's up, man? Happy to be here. As, as always. As always. Um, all right, let's jump right into it. So, um, really quick, a little agenda this week. We're going to be talking about some fitness uh, with regards to just general strength, golf. And then also maybe some like warm-up plans and our future plans as well. Um, but to kick us off here, we're going to do this. Every, we've done this every week so far. We're going to do our birdie bogeys. Um, so let's see here. Mac, you want to kick us off? So yeah, stop, absolutely. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're done hearing your voice. I'll kick us yeah, off. Right. <laughs> my first my first birdie, um, I, I kind of strayed away from some stuff, but I got a good one. We got... Uh, Max McGreevy with the Mr. 89 caddy bib at Valspar. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Valspar, you get your own custom caddy bib. You can, with the name on the back, you can make it whatever you want. <clears throat> Max had shot an 89 one day at the players. And so to make a joke out of it, put Mr. 89 on the back of his caddy bib. I thought that was, you know, making light of a bad situation. I'm a Max McGreevy man after that. I like that. Yeah, Absolutely. Love the guy. That's a that's a um, great birdie. I I when I, I didn't even know they did the custom, uh, the custom you know caddy bibs, and I saw a couple of those and I, I was laughing my ass off. They were so funny. I think, I uh, a, a number two was JT Poston with the other JT. The other JT clipped by one <laughs> shot on Thursday yeah. playing with Justin Thomas. Um, awesome. And then I'll go to my bogey. We got the Purdue Boilermakers. Getting upset mm. by number one Purdue Boilermakers getting upset by number sixteen FDU Knights. Two, that's the second time ever in the March Madness tournament. Uh, sixteen seed beat a number one seed. Um, just hate to see it. Those uh, six eight white guys um, from the Czech Republic <laughs> just not getting it done when it matters. Well, I picked them to win like an idiot oh. in my practice. Unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, also, I guess one side birdie. Um, it's not on my list. Just happened today. Michigan State beating number two Marquette today. Big win for, for the Spartans for Izzo. March Madness. That, that guy is built for March Madness. Don't know how he does it. That was awesome. Uh, it's great. It's great, great time. Good call out from from Mister Michigan up there. Yeah, and I'll, I'll toss the rock over to to the Big Ev for the for his yeah, birdies and boogies. Let's hear it, Ivy. Awesome. All right, uh, my birdie of the week. Uh, ben and I actually got to play some golf this week. On Tuesday after work, you know, daylight savings. So jealous. Now we, we spring forward. We got some extra time to go golf. We had some, some good weather up in Cleveland. And I made my first birdie of the year. Uh, I've only played 18 holes of, like, actual golf. Been hitting on simulator stuff. But uh, made my first birdie on a par five. So that's my birdie of the week this week. Hopefully that was a huge to birdie, come. too, by the way. That was, a, that was a par five. Hits the green in two. Um, not gonna lie, first eagle putt was was kind of atrocious, missed it by a little bit. But but hey, granted the greens the greens were like straight out of winter in Ohio, so they are. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like plinko, you know. It you just got to hit and hope. So that was a nice comeback putt to to seal the deal on the birdies. Yeah, so, the only so. birdies you're getting on on spring greens are two putt birdies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're lucky. Yeah, really close. Yeah. We're lucky. Uh, bogey of the week. Um, I don't know if anyone knows. I'm a big Kent State fan. I grew up in Kent. Uh, Kent State got the shit kicked out of them by Indiana. Couldn't make a shot. Disappointing showing. I thought they really had a sick team. But Indiana, obviously, really fucking good. So, bogey of the week, RIP Kent State. Still a great season. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have they been in the tournament? I feel like I haven't. They've been more than you think. I think last time was 2017, so it's been a little bit. Okay. And in, like, the early 2000s, they made it to the Elite Eight. Um, they're usually like one of the better Max basketball schools. I don't know, yeah. but it's Mac. It's Maction basketball. And they, you know, it's the, Mac team does the only other match that matters is me on the golf course making hella birdies. <laughs> Maction. I love that. Um, all right, I'll finish this off here. Uh, I, I feel a little, you know, 
a little bit of like the odd one out. My, my bogey has nothing to do with, with the March Madness stuff going on here. I chose two golf related ones, but that's only cause I was watching golf all, all weekend. So, but I'll start with my birdie here. So um, obviously it was the Valspar week, uh, great field. So my birdie was, it was just a great dramatic finish. Uh, one of my favorite all time, all time favorite golfers is Jordan Spieth. So he was right there up there in the hunt. So it was really fun watching him finish the round. Um, you know, it kind of pissed me off that he's such an up and down golfer. He plays a lot like me. He gets frustrated by everything. Nothing's ever perfect, you know, but he was draining putts like nobody else. I, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So it was just, I love it when there's a dramatic finish. Um, it was a big contrast to the players where Scotty Scheffler just kind of ran away with it. And I've always been a fan of it when it's like really close and you kind of just don't know who wins. Um, so that was my birdie. It was a great, it was a great watch. Just really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. He's so, been playing good. I, it's a bummer he couldn't finish it. I'd miss some putts yeah. down the stairs, made some mistakes. Yeah. But like, I really wanted him to. I really he's, wanted he's him to. Well, like all these pat, all these tournaments, yeah. he's been right there. So it's gonna happen. Probably I, the Valero. Yeah. Repeat. <laughs> Call it. Now you're here first. To, yeah, I was really looking forward to watching him play too because the, the past couple of years, he said that he he was like having challenges in, in coming to this tournament. So technically, the last time he played in it, he won. So he, he kind of feels like a returning champion, um, you know, kind of like he has to defend his title a little bit, even though it's, you know, not not for real. But yeah, he definitely felt that way. So I don't know, you know, and it's a golfer that I love, too. So, of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased in the fact that I just I love to watching it. But, There's you know, no matter what, cool good golf. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if, if nobody runs game. away with it, it, it is so much fun to watch because, I mean, it's, it's anybody's game. They were tied. They were tied at eight under at one point. They were tied at nine under at one point. They were tied at ten under. You know, and there's just it was like who's going to drop a shot pretty much at that point. So it was really fun to watch. Um, that actually leads really nicely into my bogey too, which was Adam Shank. Um, you know, holding the 54 hole lead. You know, all he has to do is par 18, and he hits a beautiful shot, a beautiful left-handed shot to get it back into back into play. He was kind of up against a tree, so he had to hit this like lefty shot, and he you know connects with it. He's in the right rough. All he has to do is get it up and down from there. And 18 at um, at Innisbrook is is designed so that if you hit it into the middle of the green, it kind of rolls all the way back to the front of the green. Classic PGA Tour stuff. So all he really needed to do was get it onto the back of the green from that spot. Um, you know, easier said than done. But either way, he hits it right in the middle of the green. He has a 41 foot putt. Um, so it's a big. It was a literal bogey because he bogeyed it in order to miss out on the playoff, but also a big-time bogey play because, you know, he was holding the lead. He was going so strong all day. He was playing unbelievable golf, fighting for his life with Jordan Spieth in the same group, and then out of nowhere, Taylor Moore wins it. <laughs> so big-time bogey play. Um, yeah, I figured I figured that was, a, that was a good one to highlight there. Yeah. You know, it was a, maybe I took it a little yeah. too literally, though. I should have focused I mean, on it. The thing he didn't shake <laughs> the left-handed shot because – Oh, here, wait. I got a funny thing. I got a funny thing to say about that. While I was listening to the coverage today, and apparently Adam Shank, I can't remember what year it was, but he was playing in, um, he was playing in another tournament, and uh, he was playing tour with web.com. Yes, yes, thank yep. you. Yeah, um, and he was playing with another guy whose last name was um, Yip, and then he was playing with another guy. So it was a threesome, and shoot, what was the other guy's name? So it was Shank Yip. It was Hack. Shank Yip was and Hack. Hack. In hack, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So shanky. All time, all time group right there. All time group. Yeah, that's amazing. Shout out, shout out Ryan Yip, Kent State guy. <laughs> there you go. You're <laughs> everywhere, man. You can't escape it. <laughs> He's flashy. <laughs> He's the boy. But I mean, to add on to that shank thing, uh, it, it was that forty, you know, that forty foot putt, kind of from the fringe on eighteen for par, and that Paul was hustling. Oh that my thing god! Yeah, rammed he off the pin. No, he was not obviously you can't. Um, but yeah, you cannot leave. I mean, if he left it short, it was coming back to his feet. But um but I would also add that that like five footer he had coming back, that was clutch too. Like I mean, that saved him like three hundred thousand dollars probably. I mean, well, the the other person who missed it is Jordan Speed. He missed the short one. And by the way, I looked at I actually looked at the numbers. Um if he made that putt, he would have been tied for second. Which would have been a payout of like eight hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars, but instead he only he came home with a, like four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. So he missed out. That was a four hundred and like thirty thousand dollar putt right there, and it burns it burns the edge. It didn't even hit the hole. Tough. Yeah. So yeah, that, like that was a big 
My heart was, was broken when I watched that happen. <laughs> also, sad, sad to see Tommy Fleetwood not get it done again. Yeah, I know. He's, he's a lot he of close blind. calls. He's, he's never, won on, never won on U.S. soil. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for the guy, Freyway Jesus, but mm-hmm. any day now. Ball striker. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been playing well this year, too. He's another guy trending. The models mm-hmm. really like Jason Day. They really like Tommy Fleetwood right now. <laughs> they do. Um, so I keep doing thing is, yeah, too, Tommy Fleetwood's a little There's bit of a – yeah, Tommy Fleetwood's a little bit of a, of a PGA Tour heartthrob too. You know, he, yeah. he's big, big, big time fan guy. Uh, just everybody loves him. You know, he he'll he'll spend like four hours and just sign everybody's stuff after a round of golf. I love it. So yeah. he's a he's a great dude. And you just you want to see good guys win. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he'll probably win. be on the Ryder Cup team, so it'll be fun to see him play in the in the in the Ryder Cup at uh, in mm-hmm. Italy this year. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Okay, so that was a pretty bogeys. Let's we can hop into our next topic here, which is a little bit of a segue and in of itself a topic which I totally excluded from our initial agenda. But we wanted to talk for a bit about the golf ball rollback rule that has been going on in the PGA Tours world right now. Um, you know, just kind of opinions, what's going on. Um, this will lead us nicely into our next segment too on on fitness for strength and hitting the ball farther too. So yeah. let's hear let's what do we got to say. So I guess we don't want to spend a ton of time debating about um, the golf ball rollback, but there's one stat that came out. Um, Kyle Porter tweeted this and pretty much in summary by rolling the golf ball back, it's going to hurt shorter hitters more than it's going to hurt longer hitters. Uh, I, we don't need to get necessarily too deep into the, the numbers, but the, the effect of this is really going to be felt from by the shorter hitters. So w- we make the argument as of right now, it's more important than ever to gain distance and, and to start hitting the ball farther, even if you're a short, especially if you're a shorter hitter, um, mm-hmm. because that rollback's going to, it's, it's going to hurt you more. So, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about implications of rollback. Um, Mac, I don't know if you want to throw any more points in there, but I think where we want to take this and why, why we have a fitness themed episode today is um, adding distance is going to be really key uh, going forward. Yeah. Always has been, and now will be more more than ever. Um, yeah. The only thing I would like to add to that um, is that I think I think we're all kind of in agreement with all the P- basically all the PGA Tour players, most of the fans, basically everybody is like it's. I don't know. This is the right way to go. We definitely have a problem of outgrowing courses now, um, and I guess is the only way they came. I'm sure they spent a lot of time de- uh, deliberating, but you know it just doesn't seem right. Um, I, I I think uh, what two more two things I want to say. One, I think the better way would be to make the approach shot harder. So make greens a little smaller, make them a little bit more slopey, penalize it so that the the, the longer hitters still have a chance, um, or the shorter hitters still have a chance. You know, making it so that you know laying back might actually be the better option or something, and you know having more spin. And then the one other thing I would like to add is Mike Wan was on the No Laying Up podcast. Um, and I think that's definitely a really good listen because he's president of the USGA um, or commissioner or whatever it is. And he had some really good points talking about it. And I think at least hearing it from the USGA's point of view as to why they're doing it, I think is really important. Um, yeah. But besides that, I mean, so many people have talked about it. Um, I, I, I think we're not really going to add anything more substantial than than what's already out there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We didn't want to spend too much time on it. Um, yeah. I feel like if, if we would just be regurgitating everything that everybody else has said, yeah. but um, it is definitely like a, you know, big time thing that's going on in the PJ tour. So it's, it's definitely a hot topic right now. Um, we'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, it's pretty entertaining to read about what everybody's individual opinion is um, and kind of like, where, of negative like why they, yeah, a lot of that. I'm not. I'm not surprised by that though, because golfers don't want to be impeded. It makes sense, you know. Like if you went out there and, you know, the only time that I've ever been impeded when I'm on the golf course is when I'm doing something for fun, right? I'm like, okay, we're gonna play this hole. You know, we're messing around. I'm gonna play this hole with just my seven iron or something like that, you know. But if somebody told me for a golf tournament, they're like, hey, you have to play this ball, you know, and it's gonna go 30 to 40 yards shorter than every every other, uh, every, any ball that you normally play, you know, that would just, it would just tick me off. I'd be mad. And most of the, most of it comes from too. I think the negative feedback comes from 
you know, every, now all these players have to shift the way that they play golf, golf too. You know, I have all my distances in my head, but if all of a sudden my ball is going 10, 15 yards shorter, or however long, you know, however much shorter it is, now all of a sudden I got to rework my entire game. You know, I don't, I have, I have no idea what my distances are. I have no idea how the ball is going to react with my specific clubs. There's just so many unknowns when you impose a global rule like that. And that is historically consistent too. It's very hard to force people to do something. Um, it usually doesn't work out. So, yeah. And this distance debate has been going on since the early 1800s. It's nothing new to the game of golf. Yeah. 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 Every, every time, every year, somebody releases an article going, are the pros hitting it too far now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, everybody throws it around in an echo chamber and it, and nothing ever gets done. So, yep. you know, yeah. let's hope that's what's, that's the case. It's only just a mm-hmm. proposal. Exactly. Um, so yeah, let's, let's dive straight into our first, first yeah. thing here. So, so, if, you know, so if, the rule from... block, if the rollback rule does, <laughs> right, if, you know, <laughs> we better yeah. start gaining some distance. So let's we talk better about start it. Hitting it farther, boy. Yeah, <laughs> better right. start hitting it farther. And I think that starts with, some general strength, uh, you know, how do we, how do you just get stronger in general? We've all been on our own fitness journey. So I think we have a lot to say about this. So um, yeah. I'll, I'll pass it over to you guys. Cause I'm kind of rambling here. Sorry. So right. go ahead. Um, somebody, somebody take the ball. Quit rambling. Dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I am talking uh, right now. Pretty much. We're not experts here. We don't pretend to be uh, what we will hopefully provide advice on is like, we're, um, you know, former college golfers who are really addicted to golf, really addicted to getting better at golf. And um, one way that we've kind of all realized the benefits of uh, while our time in college and even beyond is like the importance of strength and uh, fitness in golf. Um, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go uh, first and, and shout out one guy that um, I follow on Twitter that I think is really helped um, shape my opinion and, and like my approach. Uh, when I approach strength training with, with a golf, you know, focus in mind, um, his name is Mike Carroll fit for golf on Twitter. Uh, he has like a core group of like workouts that like are meant to strengthen like different, um, obviously body parts, like a leg exercise being squats and RDLs. So like a Romanian deadlift, um, you know, bench press, pull-ups are kind of his like staples. So he has like, these staple group groups of, of workouts that are going to work back chest, you know, major, major muscle groups. And then he also accessorizes like that's, that should be in all strength programs and that no matter what strength program you're doing, those core exercises should be, you should be doing those every week. Right. And then he accessorizes those with maybe a little bit more golf focused and, and like the rest of the workouts that you kind of pair with those can vary based on your body type, based on your, your goals, Um, so he really has some really, really cool golf specific exercises, a lot of rotational stuff, work with bands. Um, so really recommend, uh, you know, doing a little research and, and kind of, at least my approach has been really focused on that core group of exercises. I'm doing those every week, trying to get stronger with my squat, my deadlift, bench press, pull-ups, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then trying to accessorize some stuff with, um, uh, cool like other workouts that i've seen from him so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah something that I'll, I'll i really want to add to that too is it's nice finding um i know i'm rambling but either way it's nice finding some some sort of twitter person like that because usually they accompany most of their advice with videos and following yeah. those videos can be really really helpful for some sure, of your personal definitely. workouts um yeah and uh yeah i mean i like I, like you said i also do a lot of squats benches the one thing I would say about deadlifts is if you're new to it, careful. It's a high risk exercise yeah. um, for maybe not necessarily the best and, payout. Yeah. Um, and when I say deadlifts, just to clarify, I'm talking about like straight leg Romanian deadlifts where you're, you're not like setting the weight down. You're not really sac- You're not really sacrificing your low back as much in a position mm-hmm. as like a, a regular deadlift would be. So much safer, yeah. still really working uh, a really, really important exercise for golf and for, for like overall yeah. strength. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, it's, it's interesting to see too now, like, uh, the heavy, heavy weight workouts, you know, pushing a lot of weight was really kind of like a taboo in the golf community for a yeah. long time. And Mike Carroll is one of those proponents of like, no, like 
you got to get stronger. Like you got to do work the big muscles, just throwing around five pound weights and doing these weird yeah. exercises on BOSU balls. Isn't going to cut it. Um, yeah. Let's have you. This is let's have you like that. The health benefits are, are, are immense in themselves, but the golf benefits are just as, just yeah. as huge. It also pairs well with the, uh, there's a lot of golf account or like fitness accounts out there that yes. folk like are like, you know, doing all these weird exercises with integrating balance and, you know, you know, holding these positions and all this like weird stuff. That's, that's not it. Like, yeah. I, I want to be clear. That is not it. Um, mm-hmm. You just ruin your, your focus and getting those exercises and getting good weight and, and progressing. You're just, you're just f- sacrificing a bunch of stuff and it doesn't work. And you're being more prone to injury at that point. So really yeah. focus on the basic exercises, especially when you're starting out getting good form and then moving on from there. So actually I can tack something onto that, Mac. That's a great point. Um, What I think is really important about the strength side of golf um, is once you have the strength in order to, you know, I would say that there's a, there's a base, uh, you know, level of strength that you should need in order to get into golf. Right. So like the important part about having that strength is, you now have the support that your body needs in order to make a good swing, right? So like if you if you're working out consistently, you know, you're you're in the gym as much as you possibly can, you're you're lifting weights and you know you've been doing well, you know, following a workout plan or, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, then you can start, you know, mixing in some more stretch exercises or some some of those more, you know, maybe weird exercise that you might not think of right off the top of your head. But the key is you need that foundation of general strength, um, you know, so that once you do get into the flexibility, you have like a nice blended, uh, you know, you, you get the best of both worlds in all honesty. So I think, I think it's really important. And my main point here is you need to focus on both things at once. You know, that's funny enough. One of the things that I've been trying to work on here too, is I focus just on the strength side. I was like, I just want to get, stronger and I want to get bigger. Okay. But at the same time, if I just focus on that and don't ever stretch and I don't ever, you know, worry about my flexibility, then, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't swing the club anymore, you know, or something yeah, you like can't that. Even, you can't is, even use the muscles that you made. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a good blend there, especially for golfers that, you know, kind of needs to be, uh, you know, kind of needs to be hit. You have to, you have to really focus on the strength side and, and that flexibility. But that, that there's a good foundation where that strength is, is really important, you know, because if you just focus on the flexibility, then you're going to be a, a you're going to be a wet noodle in all honesty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you, if you don't have any strength. So, yeah. And I mean, that's a good that's a kind of a good segue into our next topic, I would say, is um, yeah. like kind of more golf specific workouts. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've built up our strength. We're hitting, you know, we're doing strength training about three days a week or two days a week. Right. And then mm-hmm. you got to mix in maybe some car. I like to do cardio and. Absolutely. flexibility together um because mm-hmm. usually when you're doing flexibility just you know maybe some strengthening straight uh or maybe some like yoga or uh, stretching or something like that but so i don't feel like i get the best workout um but i would say two big accounts i like to follow are joey d golf on instagram and also uh my tpi i think yeah. if you're gonna do anything follow my tpi it's the titleist performance institute yeah. they have amazing mm-hmm. flexibility how to diagnose a golf swing what the problem is how to fix it with stretching how to fix it with strength training blah 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 um and so like for my golf specific uh, i also like to focus a lot of like explosive actions too so i do like a lot of like medicine ball throws or yeah. like box jumps like really working on those fast twitch explosive muscles so when you're in the golf swing and you're on the downswing, you can really utilize um, moving those legs faster and whatnot. Yeah, that's key. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The the explosiveness is actually really cool too because when I started swinging this year for this season, I would realize that like some parts of my body would get sore. You know, I, I worked out all through the winter, but I would st- there were still some parts of my body that would get sore, and I'm like, okay, you know, maybe if I focus on this part of my body and I really try to target this, you know, and then add in a little bit of ex- explosive exercises in there too, that soreness will, will quickly go away, but also that part of my body will get stronger too. Um, so once I did that, I, I noticed a lot of big difference in change. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, go ahead, Farrar. <clears throat> um, yeah, just want to emphasize flexibility. Like, yeah, the, uh, the pair between that and strength and 
Um, golf, although it seems like a not super taxing sport, can also like we've all experienced like injuries when it relates to golf. Like low back is a is a common one you'll see um, among Shoulder, among others. Wrist, so I guess maybe elbow. I, can speak, I yeah, I can speak mostly to like low back issues because. I've had them uh, from playing a lot of golf and <clears throat> I got to say like flexibility yoga um, is like one of the most important, like consistent stretching is so important just to maintain your flexibility and like keep <laughs> when things get too tight, everything connects in your back, whether it's your hamstrings or hips, you know, all these muscles all connect in the low back is the <clears throat> eventual breaker of that, or you, you know, what you feel the pain of um, from all mm. those stiff muscles. So, um, definitely that. And I also want to emphasize like core strength, um, because your low back is being worked in the golf swing. And if you're hitting a lot of golf balls, you know, like having a strong core, um, will really help injury prevention going forward. And I think when you get into golf specific workouts, like flexibility and core strength for like longevity purposes and, and the benefits you'd see in the golf swing are, are really important. So. Yeah. And I think also, um, if I'm not mistaken, the lower back, like lower back pain or back pain in general is mostly related to having a weak core or having tight hamstrings. I think those are the yeah. two biggest culprits. So yeah. really quick, I wanted to tack onto that. So the fitness for specific golf was a, was a big one for me because I actually have been wanting to learn a lot more about this myself. So another great resource that I'll throw out there is golf.com. There, there are more articles. Um, you know, blog posts, that kind of style of, of entertainment. But uh, they have a lot of really good resources on the fitness side, but also, you know, just general golf news. So great, great website there. But I actually did a little bit of research. It's funny that you mentioned both core strength and flexibility far because I looked up the most important parts of um, where, where's like the link between fitness and golf. You know, like what are the most what are the most important things that you should focus on if you mm -hmm. want to focus on strength and and golf specific, you know, kind of workouts. And it's funny enough, it's flexibility and core strength. Yeah. Um, but there were also some other ones in there, like balance is a huge one. Um, so uh, leg strength is also big too for, you know, if we're adding distance, your legs are going to have to be pretty darn strong. You need a good, good base uh, to swing on top of. And then of course, shoulders and arms. And well, the shoulders and arms was not as high up on the list of, of importance. Um, I wanted to focus on it a little bit more because just like you mentioned as well with the injuries, I've dislocated my shoulder four times and it was, it was a big deal for me to try to figure out some, some exercises that I could do to kind of strengthen my, my shoulder. Um, and of course it was through, through golfing too much as well. So yeah. um, go figure. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah, right. I just wanted to say that, you know, those are the two biggest, biggest things uh, that are out there. So like if you're going to focus on anything and you're going to, you're going to do any strength, style you know you're going to do anything in order to, to improve your your fitness and your golf swing definitely focus on flexibility and core strength yeah. you know maybe throwing some balance stuff in there too because i think yeah. balance is yeah. huge i like that a lot um yeah it's yeah. funny though because the golf swing is so much more dynamic than you think you're firing almost every single muscle from your shoulders down when you take yeah. a, when you take a swing whether and people want to admit it or not if you want to admit it, people don't want to admit it. It's also an athletic sport. It's a very athletic yeah. sport. Um, mm -hmm. And it also comes with endurance as well. I mean, granted, it's not obviously running a marathon or sprinting, you know, 1,800 meters or yeah. something like that. They're playing, you know, 90 minutes of soccer. But it's it's very taxing and especially mentally draining as well, too. And that's why you, I think you notice, like, the best players are often the best athletes also. Like, the, it's yes. – um, <laughs> got to get more athletic if you want to get to the highest level or you know your your best golf self you got to get more athletic right so i actually think that's that's really funny because growing up like i was never the biggest guy on a golf team i would never hit the ball very far i was incredibly flexible but i never really had the strength side of things and i genuinely believe that's why i never really got much better you know because i mean i was this i was this tiny little kid like weighed 100 pounds or so and, you know, I'd blow the ball like 180 yards off the tee. But, like, regardless of distance, no matter what, I just didn't have the strength in my body to control the ball and, like, do, you know, make the shots that I wanted to make. I might have had the creativity for it, but it, it wasn't matching with my body. 
And I think that's another important thing too, is yeah. that and, muscle connection, you know? Yeah. And I've been really serious about working out these past two years or so. Um, and the biggest thing I've seen from being consistent in the gym and doing yoga and all this is my consistency in my golf game. I don't, mm-hmm. I usually, I'm shooting around the same scores every time. Now I'm, I'm going out and I'm having a, I'm playing consistently. I, I kind of know it. I, I know what to expect every time I go out, I'm playing well. Yeah. Um, it's not as much variation. And also, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I truly think it's just like working out, you're happier, you're healthier. Um, you're, you're, you're going to feel better. You know, you're, yeah, you're less better. injury prone if you're doing it right. Um, mm-hmm. And more speed, more distance. And yeah, I think it's just yeah. like when you're, when your body's stronger, when you're more flexible, when your muscles are stronger, you have more control of your body now and it you're able to reproduce the golf swing a little bit more consistently. And I, I think huge, That's, it's a huge benefit. Yeah. That was a big thing for me because once I started real, like there's so many fitness influences out there that are like, you got to work on your mind, muscle connection and blah, 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 blah. There's a little bit of truth to that. I think they blow it out of proportion, but there is a little bit of truth to that. Like, if you're able to understand like when your muscles move and you can feel it, you know, that's funny enough. It's going to help your feel within your golf game, you know, because yeah. let's say I have 65 yards into a pin, right? When I was younger and I was much smaller, I did not know what muscles were firing when I would take a, when I would take a swing, but now I can feel it. And I know, okay, like this is exactly where my body's at. Like my proprioception is a lot better now because I, yeah. I know where my muscles are. I know how my muscles feel. And that's all through working out. And I think that's, that's, I'm really looking forward to seeing if that actually takes effect this season. Yeah. You know, I'm really curious to see if, if the work I've done over the winter actually, actually yeah. does something. Yeah. We'll yeah absolutely. I think if you want to get better at golf, but you don't work out, then you're missing a really huge opportunity to get better. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I was one of the biggest, like, I was scared of the weight room. I never wanted to touch from a golfer. Like, I don't need to go lift weights. Like, I can do it. And then the second I started, I got better. Like, like it was almost instantaneous. Like, consistency mm-hmm. in the gym, like, immediately to better golf. And um, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's it, – in the past, it was, you know, you did, golf wasn't thought of as – a sport you needed to work out to, to get better. But now I, I don't, I don't think there's any debating it. I think if you look at all the top players, our accounts, um, anybody else that's done it, like hundred percent gotten better at golf through yeah. strength training and lifting and mm-hmm. folks. On that stuff, so. Yeah. We were, we were actually talking about that when we played on, on Thursday for our, um, yeah. when you, when you had your first party of the year, we were, we were talking about it. We were like, you know, I just really wish I had the, the, you know, I wasn't so ignorant to not, to not go to the gym back in the day. Yes. You know, I mean, I only, I only started working out probably like two, three years ago. Right. And then really, really seriously, you know, once I, once I graduated and I had enough money in order to buy supplements and, and really help out my journey. But, you know, I think it's just, I mean, I cannot, I can't preach it enough in all honesty, like the, the feel you gain and that connection with your golf swing is going to be uh, so beneficial for your game. It's it's something that like a lot of people I think just completely overlook, and I did for a really long time too. So, so um, no, I think that's yeah, completely agree. But to kind of segue all this to the next point is like okay, so we're stronger now. We've been in the gym. Sure. We're more flexible. How do we like translate that to the course? Like how do we how do we take that and, and maybe try to get our club head speed up, our ball speed up? Um, kind of translate those results we're seeing in the gym to the to trackman numbers and, and stuff we're going to see on the course. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Um, I think I'm still trying to explore that a little bit myself too. Um, I don't yeah. know. If there was I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. But I mean, I I do know some things. I think there's some drills and and you know some things uh, like I mean whatever you have access to, whether it's your backyard or a speed yeah. stick or a, you know just a PVC pipe. In all honesty, like there's there's definitely drills and, and stuff that uh, that you can do. I mean, for our, you had a good one that that we did the other day. That actually that really helped me. It got my my ball speed up a couple miles or a couple miles per hour. So you know there's that was there's the one we talked about um, in the first in the. First Correct. or second podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Go back and listen to it. That that speed drill, mm-hmm. I I have yet to be 
gone to the sim since then because I've been so busy. But I know as soon as I go to the sim, that's that's the first thing I'm gonna do after after I stretch out before I go play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, that episode is drilling in the feels. I think it's episode two. Pretty sure episode two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good one for 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 drills and you know and. Like honestly, just taking all the advice that we've given in the last like twenty minutes and, and applying it to the golf. There you go, exactly. <laughs> like, seriously, it's a full circle. It's a full circle. Full circle. Here, yeah. uh, at the tip. Just uh, if you haven't listened to that, it's just uh, it's like the goal is to get more comfortable swinging as fast as you can um, and really fast. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I won't get too heavy into the drill, but just important things when translating that speed or that you know that weight weight room work to the golf course is hitting balls at a hundred percent and 110%. Like maybe, maybe that's not the swing you're gonna make on the course, but let's try to move our ceiling up and like the fastest that we can swing and the fastest ball speeds that we're going to get, let's try to get that up. And the, uh, what that's going to do is it's going to raise our average. So our on course ball speed is going to increase when we, as we raise our ceiling, um, you know, like our, our highest max ball speed. And totally. speed. So yeah. um, it sounds, you know, it sounds like it might screw you up, like going and swinging as hard as you can, but there should be dedicated range time. You should have dedicated range time to doing that. And it, it actually is important. Mm-hmm. It actually benefits you in the long run. Like learning how to swing mm-hmm. fast to control your body and make contact, solid contact while swinging really, really fast is um, a really important skill. And while you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to reiterate, like while that might be not the swing you make on the first hole or the <laughs> seventh hole, um, mm-hmm. It's gonna raise that. It's gonna raise your average ball speed and like how far yeah. you're on average hitting it. I you get that. more comfortable. Yeah. With, you get more comfortable with swinging really hard. That when you mm-hmm. kind of go back to that cruising on course swing yep. speed, it's gonna be higher, mm-hmm. and you're also gonna be way more comfortable. You can be more consistent. Yeah. Yep. Because you have a better feel. It only feels like you're swinging eighty percent, but you know. Yeah. Yep. You're still swinging hard. I'll I'll tack on there too, like the feeling that you get, the you know, on course feel. You'll have a much better understanding of like where you're. You know, you make a swing on the first tee, and you're like, okay, I knew that was at like 80, percent you know, of my max, because you now know what your max is. So, yep. I, I'm always going to talk about the feel though, because I'm such a field golfer. But I think it's really important. It's like that that helps with that too, big time. So, yeah, I think uh, maybe things that are also really good to help uh, with swing speed and, and translating that speed is is speed sticks, and this is something that I haven't done a lot of work with. They are, they are kind of expensive. They tried to get us so. to do this, but it was like yeah. the most knockoff cheap speed sticks. They were literally PVC pipes. And um, there are stuff like the stack system. Matthew Fitzpatrick kind of made it famous. When, that's what he's used to get his ball speed up. Um, there's other different speed sticks that aren't the stack system. Like, it's just the there's the super, the super stroke maybe or the super yeah. speed. Super speed. One something the three, like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's 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 something I'm going to look into. Um Future, I guess we're, we're all still early in this like fitness journey and um, hopefully we can look into ways to help better ourselves and maybe we'll, we'll all, uh, that'd be a cool segment to see like club head speed and ball speed increases by using, or by following the stack system or following some kind of speed yeah. stick training uh, mm-hmm. routine. That, uh, that's definitely something I'm looking to do in the future, but another really good. What, what I'm really, what I'm really curious to see is now that I've got some numbers from this winter of being yeah. in the simulator, I'm really curious to see what it's going to be next winter, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm going to have the yeah. whole season of working out, you know, focusing on my swing. And then once I get in there next winter, it's going to be, and I'm actually on the simulator. I can really compare the numbers, you know? So I'm really curious to see what, what's going to happen. I love, I love that. What you just said there too, is like the importance of the off season in the winter for strength mm-hmm. training. And I think that's mm-hmm. a point maybe we haven't made yet that should be, um, just because it's yeah. not golf season, like it, it, it's especially in Cleveland and Michigan where we live, like there, it's a pretty brutal winter. There's no golf yeah. being played, and um, it's a perfect <laughs> opportunity. It's like a, been a perfect segue for us to like mm-hmm. use that time away from golf to like get in the weight room, focus on strength mm-hmm. training. Um, so yeah, don't 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 mm-hmm. let your winners go to waste because they can still really help your golf game too. Even if you're not yeah, playing, one hundred percent. I think it's, and I think we've we have mentioned this in the past, but it's like the winter is the time when when you can't go out and play golf and play the game of golf. It's a time to take take your swing back to the workshop. Yes. Work on mm-hmm. work on the mechanics. Work on getting stronger. Work on getting more ball speed. Work on hitting it farther, and mm-hmm. then going back out to the course and applying it, seeing where you're where you're lacking, and then yeah. next winter take what you learned 
do it again. And it's just this like, yeah. Yep. It's always, it's always an iterative process. It's, it's so much yeah. fun because, I mean, nobody's swing is ever perfect. So you're always, I'm going to be working on it until I'm 80 years old, honestly. And I'll still, <laughs> I'll still hit a shot and be pissed off, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, so man, I, oh, time. man, I used to hit the ball 300 yards. Now I can only hit it one time. <laughs> hey, it'll be straight every time, knowing me, though. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those old men, those old, far, men hit hit those, those old guys hit it <laughs> they hit 200. It so 150 to 200 mm-hmm. off the tee down the middle every time. Great yeah. pickup. Dead straight. If, they're play, if, mm-hmm. if there's if there's a staggered tee boxes, pick up that 75-year-old guy. He's going to hit it in the fairway every time. You're going to be golden. Mm-hmm. Dude, my grandfather had, what, six hole-in-ones in the last, like, 10 years of his life. What? He would play, like, the front tees. He would hit a three hybrid from, like, 75 yards. But it would go dead at the pin every time. Like, n- zero variation. And of course, you just you hit enough of those, and you're gonna make that's some awesome. Of them. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, they just they, they don't look, put any look, they look don't impart any spin on the ball, so it just doesn't go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if there's so at, little spin, it won't cut or slice. Right, and then look at me at 220, swinging you know out of my shoes, trying to get it there, and it's gonna blow it 90 miles yeah. right. Unbelievable. Um, so we do have one more topic if you guys want to talk about it. So warm ups and like you know kind of pre round routine sort of. You know, what, what are some things that we've focused on or, you know, things that we've found that are really important for us? Um, I found a bunch, um, which I, I could start. Yeah, kick us off. Yeah, go ahead. I'll kick us off. I focus mostly on those two biggest things that I did. I did my research on here for these. And I do these anyway when I before I start a round of golf. Um, but they're, they're mostly focused on flexibility and, you know, kind of core strength and balance and those things. Uh, so... I picked – I got four stretches here that are really, really good. These, The other thing that's great about these two is all you really need is a golf club, you know, and you need to be standing. So you can pretty much do it anywhere, you know, or if you have like a, I don't know, PVC pipe or something. Uh, so the first that's one a, is – A speed a, stick, a, as our coach would call it. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Our, our version of a speed stick, which is, uh, you know, just a glorified plumber. <laughs> PVC. Um, so the first one here is I got – a twisting stretch. So, you know, grab a club uh, and kind of just twist, but kind of really try to exaggerate it a little bit. You know, um, this is the same type of motion that you would do if you're trying to crack your back or something like that. Um, not only is that actually really good because it cracks your back, I've had multiple first swings on a golf course where my back is an accordion, it just cracks all the way down, but it also gives you that, that twisting feeling, um, which can be really nice and kind of stretches out your, your obliques and everything like that. Um, so the next one that I got is a, a calf and hip flexion. The calf one is pretty simple. Just find something to kind of prop your toes up on and, and just lean forward kind of into it. You'll, you'll stretch out the back of your knee and kind of the, you know, the higher parts of your calf. Super nice. It kind of prevents you from locking up. There's a lot of, you know, knee movement down there. So uh, that one's nice. And then the hip flexion one is pretty simple, you know, just, I don't know, kind of like take a seat almost uh, not like actually in a chair, but kind of just sit on your ankles and kind of just spread your legs open and that'll help help your your hips kind of stay wide open i've noticed sometimes that if i'm a little tense my knees come in in the middle of my swing and i lose a lot of distance and it's just you know messes it up so i like to start out with that one um, i have the same oblique stretch in the twisting motion you can add kind of a, a little lean to the left or the right which can help kind of stretch out your, your lower back kind of your core obliques yeah really anything. Um, and then one that, that I focused on because of my shoulder injuries, my personal shoulder injuries is a shoulder rotation. So I'll grab the club after I do my twists and I'll go up and over my head and kind of, uh, move the club behind my head and just try to stretch out the, the front parts of my, of my shoulders and chest area. Yep. Um, but also what's really nice about that is it gets my shoulders into a night into a good position for a golf swing. Um, I noticed that I get a little hunch at times. Um, if I'm not really focusing on it. So once I do this stretch, it kind of stands me upright. And then I realize that it's, you know, the, the golf swing is, is much more, is much more upright when I do it. Um, and it just seems to help me out a lot, but also give me the confidence that I need that my shoulders feeling good and everything. So um, I feel like those are some great ones that I do kind of on the range just to, just to get warmed up. Um, there's a million of them out there though. And yeah. you know, that resource, every single resource that we've mentioned so far too probably has, a thousand stretches that you could do yeah. too. But. And in my list, I mean, after hearing mm-hmm. that, my list is almost completely different because for oh, me, so I, I struggle. 
I struggle a lot with uh, hip dysplasia. Um, for everybody that doesn't know, it's just basically my hip is not is not in the socket. It's not where it's supposed to be. So it, there's a lot of rubbing, and it's not on a cushion, so it hurts a lot sometimes. Um, so a lot of my warm up stretching focuses around my my hamstrings, my hips, my lower back to just loosen it up as much as possible, get it strength so that it doesn't lock up or hurt. And I mean that comes from like one of my, one of the big ones. I love it. I do it everywhere. Uh, even at the office, just like I'll stand up at my desk and, and do it for a couple times is, so it's basically like touching your toes. You got your feet flat on the floor, stand straight up. You take, you put one foot out a little bit in front of the other toe and put your heel down toe up and you just reach down and go like you're like scooping up a, a jar of water, right? Like a, like a basket, a, a bucket of water. And, um, it's great. It, it, it's a little bit better than just going down and touching your toes. It really stretches out the hamstrings. Um, another one I like to do is, uh, like leg swings. So I'll kind of swing mm. one leg on a 45 degree angle to my, to like where my hips are basically. So it's kind of like swinging it kind of like this. Um, yep. uh, and just opening up the hips and getting them loose. Um, also, uh, what else do I do? I mean, I also do the, the club behind the bed, get the, sh- get the shoulders open, open up the chest. Right. I mm-hmm. think that's really important. Um, and then also, I mean, just, you know, doing the leg behind, leg in front, pulling up their knee, holding your toe up behind stuff clubs. like that. It's just, yeah, it just, mm-hmm. it's also important. I think, um, if you have the time is waking up your body before. So like, even like if you have a big round, like a tournament round or something like that, I it wake up early, do some push-ups, do some yoga, do something like get the body warm, um, yeah, active, wake it yeah. up because I think that's a big problem, especially if you play like in the morning or you sit at a desk all day, your body's just gonna be like in sleep mode, like your computer screen's off. So yeah, and yeah. and you want that active firing going. Yeah, I've heard so many. There's so many golfers that I've played with. They're like. Oh, it takes me seven holes to get warmed up or something like that. Or, you know, I won't start playing until the fourth hole, you yeah. know, because they haven't, they haven't done any stretching or anything. And I'm like, well, you know, if you plan for that, then you, you could have gone ahead. Sorry yeah. for go ahead. There, no, you're good. That is a good point. Like there's no professional golfer, professional athlete that I guess specifically golf that doesn't have like a very in-depth stretching and like activation sure. routine before every round. Like every good golfer, every PGA Tour golfer has it. Um, college athletes have like dynamic stretching stuff that they do before around. It's, it's, um, yeah, you can't, you gotta like fully get loose, activate the body, wake your body up. Um, people Mm -hmm. even say like getting a light sweat when you're stretching, just because you're, you're moving and your, your buds fluff pumping and you're, you're, you're loosening everything up. Like, um, don't, don't skip that. Yeah. Like if you're trying to, if you want to be serious about like playing some good golf that day, um, don't make that an excuse that you were tight or something like that should never, like you should control, you can control that variable. I was tight and I was not loose before I started. Um, that's a controllable variable that you can, you know, actively um, do that. So yeah, I guess the, the only other stretches to add, like I do like a deep squat, like hold a deep squat, push open your knees while you're holding the squat, move around a little bit. That also opens the hips. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. So, um, find what works for you too. Cause I like what Mac said, yeah. like Mac has hip, you know, tightness and, and hip dysplasia. So his stretches are really focused for what his body needs. So find what your body needs. Like uh, if it's your hamstrings, if it's your back, you know, find what works for you, but also like, don't be afraid to sweat a little bit and move, uh, you know, and get moving um, mm-hmm. before you play. Yeah. I think what I love about the stretching aspect too, is most of these things, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to find a stretch that you can't do while you're just sitting there warming up on the range. Yeah. Like, or let alone just sitting at your desk. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think that's one of the big things I've been doing is just, you know, every thirty minutes or so, stepping, standing up, yeah. and stretching for twenty seconds, and just yep. you know, just huge. even if I'm not doing anything that day, it's just like, it, you're more prone to injury just sitting at your desk and not stretching than you yeah, are absolutely. like going cold to the golf course, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. Doing anything when you're stiff is not, is never a good idea. Like you just, you want to stay <laughs> warmed up. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait until I start work tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to 
do some stretches just to yeah. sit down and type on my computer. I love it. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Warm up the shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I hope uh, you guys really can all see up. that, like, pretty passionate about this. And um, we think we all, you can see the, what we really think this is really important. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we leave you with anything um, is that strength and mobility is essential to, to getting better in golf. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm hoping afterwards, I shouted out a couple guys on Twitter and we shouted out some exercises i would love to get that on our twitter um kind of show you uh, or like at least put the accounts um there that you guys can follow on your own um and check them out so mm -hmm. yeah I think and awesome. yeah i just like to reiterate obviously we're not professionals um don't claim to be True. uh nope. this is just kind of like what what has worked for us what we kind of have kind of pulled from the inner uh from the, the like the professionals on the internet and golf specific or just strength in general um it i think the best piece of, best piece of, best piece of advice i could give um or pull from this podcast or this episode is that go go do your own go do some research um and make sure who you're getting your research from is uh trusted source as well mm -hmm. so just build that foundation I think it's really funny that you mentioned, you know, we're not professionals because we re really aren't professionals, but I think Ferrari is getting pretty close. I mean, it's pretty ripped. He's pretty good at golf. Like, you know, I might, might be, might be following his footsteps there in the, on the stretches side, huh? He's trying to run the, I'm trying to run the Cleveland Am circuit. That's the goal, man. Hey man, the, the mid am qualifiers at my home course. I'm uh, or my high school home course. I'm, yes. I'm feeling a little giddy this week or this year. My uh, first first year getting it, being able to play in the mid am, and I'm gonna be super loose. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be looking like John Daly in this swing. I'm gonna be so loose. I'm gonna be like touching the ground on the other side. Yes, on my back swing. I love it. Well, that was a great podcast. Um, fitness yeah. super important. Definitely focus on it. Uh, so yeah, let's go uh, to the fucking gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to the fucking gym. That's that should be the name. <laughs> be healthy, man. So. Protect your body. You want Take to live more time body. with using a cane? Go to the gym. Go to the gym. And you want to hit bombs? Bad. Go to the gym. Go to the We're gym. all about hitting bombs here. I tip it out. Yeah. Bombs. Yeah. If you want to play the tips, you got to be able to hit bombs. Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna be playing the tips. <laughs> hey, we yeah, bombs. Nothing but bombs. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week. Bye. Cheers. Bye.